Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
But you know what? Uh, this weekend, it's been a crazy weekend. I'm, I'm actually really excited to just be able to sit and talk wrestling. Um, crazy. I went to the uh, Legends of the Ring uh, festival this, this weekend. Uh, great. Again, if you're a wrestling fan, I cannot recommend this enough. Um, it, it's just a, it's it's great. You know, you just rub elbows with legends. Um, I got to participate in a trivia contest with uh, The Fink. Uh, kind of grabbed me uh, at some point because, uh, Dave, you'd appreciate this. So they asked the question, um, WrestleMania three. Um, there was a a, co- a guest commentator that came on that was famous for a, a late-night gossip. I should say late-night. A, a nighttime gossip, Hollywood gossip TV show. Can you name her? And the guy they brought up there says, Carol Burnett. <laughs> wow. So I was, I happened to be like nearby, and I, I think the thing saw me kind of roll my eyes. And he kind of looked at me, and he was like, uh, you there, sir, do you, do you have a, a guess? I, I know, and I went up there, and of course it was, it was Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight, but... uh yeah, so uh, not Carol Burnett. But anyway, it was cool, like, you know, hanging with the Fink. And, uh, yeah, at some point, you know, and sometimes you got to pinch yourself. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm asking for, uh, you know, doing the NWA thing, doing commentating stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm asking commentating advice of J.J. Of Dillon. And I'm standing there having a conversation with J.J. Dillon about uh, the old school and new stuff and, uh, you know, if, if him as as a legend in the sport, if he could give a commentator, a new commentator, some pointers, uh, what would it be? And, and I'm sitting, I, like, and, and it's it's just it's surreal. I and mean, if you're a wrestling fan, I mean, you know, there was a point in that conversation when I'm actually standing there thinking, I'm standing here talking to J.J. Dillon. This is crazy. And you know, if you go there, uh, you know, the fan fest is on Saturday. But if you get to the hotel, like I would recommend this, get a room. Uh, because the the night before we went to the hotel bar uh, just to get something to eat, and and as we're at the bar, uh, actually people who who been on the show before, Shane was there, uh, Hurricane Helms was there, uh, Damian Darling was hanging out, as well as Rabbi Sky and Matt Hardy. Uh, at one point we saw Harley Race walk into the the restaurant. Uh, Cowboy Bob Orton was there. Slick was there. Uh, just kind of a surreal experience. So, uh, you know, go to the Legends of the Ring. I think, I think it's legendsofthering.com. Uh, check out the next time they do a festival because I, I couldn't recommend that uh, enough. Uh, really good time. Uh, definitely, if you're a wrestling fan, you want to go and check that out. Um, but it was crazy this weekend. I went to a PWS show on Friday night doing doing some networking and stuff. Uh, you know, went to that. Went to the hotel late Friday night. Uh like I said, Legends of the Ring on Saturday, and then uh, off to Bayville, New Jersey, where uh, the NWA Coastal put on a kick-ass show. And uh, first time, I you know, doing commentary. We're doing commentary like, in the studio. Uh, this is the first time doing a live commentary, just watching the match. Uh, no safety net. So I uh, got to watch a show. And they, they put on a real good show. It's a real good show. You know, some of the... Uh, and you know this, Dave. I mean, I'm sure you've been to indie shows where, you know, like, and we talk about Monday Night Raw. The longer something goes, the tougher it is to uh, make it entertaining. You know, no matter what, like, people's attention spans, they just, uh, they wane. And uh, this show was a a real solid, like, a little over two hours. So none of the matches dragged. Uh, the action was uh, 
quick. Uh, Storylines were good, so uh, it, it was all good. And all those uh, matches that we 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 uh, commentated on last night will be uh, on some upcoming episodes. And this Friday we had our uh, premiere on uh, Me TV, NWA on Fire on Me TV. Uh, we got a good buzz, from what I understand, out there in the wrestling community. So. It's a wild and crazy weekend, but nothing compared to the wild and wacky week of, in professional wrestling because we had a obviously a you know 2011 Hall of Famer Sunny. Uh, I wait, I think she was just arrested again. Yeah. That, 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 well, I, I, I'm, I'm losing track. It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, news guy, but it's it's five times now in a month. Correct. Yes, I will elaborate further in my uh, day five news report at the top of the uh, at the top of the hour. But yeah, it's five times in the span of a month. Um, again, you would think, you would think that uh, that you know three times in a week that a judge would be like, okay, I can't let her out on bond. I got to lock her up for a little while. But they keep letting her out, and they and now. Well, I'll elaborate further, but, yeah, it's, it's a sad situation. In fact, Axel Rotten, former ECW wrestler, who's very good friends with her and uh, her late boyfriend, Chris Candido, um, he had, he had uh, spoken about the situation and just said, please, somebody help her, get her out of the wrestling business, you know, before, you know, before she ends up dead. Um, you know, the bottom you know, line, it's, it's tough to, you know, not in the situation. I mean, I've, I've met them both. Uh, Damien seems like a stand-up guy. I mean, can't say I know the guy, but he seems nice enough. Um, you know, honestly, he's a wrestler, so he probably knows how to handle himself. And he continues to be assaulted uh, by his woman, and he and he hasn't beaten the shit out of her. So, uh, you know, I got respect for him. Um, tough situation for him. Uh, it's sad, but you know what? She, it, it, there's going to be no help to be had unless she really wants to help herself. And that, at this point, it doesn't seem like the case. But... Uh, that's just one of the stories. Uh, the immortal Hulk Hogan immortalizing himself in the buff uh, and crazy stuff surrounding that. Um, amazing the stuff that happened this week that was just not in the wrestling ring. Uh, and I think the biggest thing, um, you know, we all got to see it on TV, which made it interesting. Um, Mr. CM Punk um, taking a shot at a fan. Uh, and uh, watch that closely, and it seems like there was one fan that smacked Punk upside the head and then ducked behind the fan that got the shot from CM Punk. So, uh, But then the idiot went and bragged about it on Twitter. So, uh, you know, CM Punk, and that, that was a big deal. Uh, you know, Dave, uh, crazy moments to end uh, Monday Night Raw this week. Yeah, um... Watching it live, I mean, uh, luckily, uh, you know, I, I DVR just about everything, um, you know, wrestling related. Unfortunately, I can't, I, I want to let you know this so you can let your, uh, you know, upper management in the NWA know. But I don't get NWA on fire on my on my uh, television. Um, I looking, yeah, I know. So maybe they can hook oh me up God. since I have an affiliation with the Ken Reedy show, and uh, at no extra charge with my cable company. But I wasn't a happy camper Friday night. Uh, when I got home from work. Do you get, do you get me TV? No, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, we'll have, I don't, we'll have I don't. to work on that. I know, like, yeah, yeah. me TV is definitely expanding, and, and it's a fairly new network, and it's continuing to pop up all over. So, uh, 
if I get news, you know, I'll definitely check out what's going on with that. But that that ain't right. Yeah, but anyhow, um, watching it live, I, I you know, you knew something happened, especially because Vince was in the middle of cutting a promo on Punk and to close the show, and um, you, you saw like quickly Punk interact with one of the fans, and then Vince is in the middle of talking, and all of a sudden you hear the crowd go ooh, and then Vince just kind of like did it himself, like he. He was just kind of watching, and he paused, and then he continued with what he was saying. And then watching it back, he had to, like, slow-mo. I mean, there's been several different angles on replay on the Internet that you can check out and see. Um, but, yeah, it was just an unfortunate circumstance for for both parties, you know. I, I mean, Punk didn't mean to hit the guy that he hit. Obviously, you know, I mean, you shouldn't hit a fan regardless, and a fan shouldn't hit a wrestler. I mean, e- either way, it, it shouldn't happen. But, um you know, it was an unfortunate circumstance. Hopefully, you know, both parties can, you know, agree to some terms. If You know, the fan hasn't pressed charges um, as of yet, but he's thinking about hiring an attorney. Um, I don't know what the statute of limitations are as far as, uh, you know, pressing charges, how long he can wait. So we'll see what happens. But unfortunately, it's an unfortunate situation. Bad timing um, for the company if they have to suspend Punk because, their biggest star, John Cena, is out. They're really lacking star power. Um, at the same time, it could be a blessing in disguise if, let's say, they they had to suspend CM Punk, and he were to you have to go away for 30 days. Um, you know, it'd be a blessing in disguise for some of the other guys to step up, um, really make a name for themselves, show them that they're that they're here to stay. Guys like Cody Rhodes, guys like Dolph Ziggler, guys like Kofi. It looks like they're gonna you know uh, push Kofi in a singles role. Um, so. We'll see what happens right now. I haven't really heard any buzz on it uh, other than uh, Wednesday where, like I said, the last time I checked, the kid who hit Punk bragged about it on Twitter, but the one who got smacked in the face, at first he wasn't going to press charges, but now he's thinking about hiring an attorney. Um, I think personally some form of an agreement is going to take place between the company and that person. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that kid sit in front row at WrestleMania in New Jersey next year. That's what I would do. I mean, I would, I would sit down. I would, I would get my lawyer. I would, I would sit down in Vince's office, and I would, you know, I, these are my terms, and they're non-negotiable. For the next ten years, ringside WrestleMania, each and every year, and travel expenses, and I want an autographed picture, two sets though, of every superstar in the locker room. One set will be going on eBay. <laughs> Those are my terms. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a bad situation because it's it's right there. And look, whatever you want to say, it's it's wrestling. It it sucks that that CM Punk was getting pummeled out there. And and you know what? In Punk's defense, I mean, look, he's gonna man up and he's gonna say it was unfortunate. He's not gonna, but. Dude, that's going to be terrifying. I mean, honestly, you're a heel, and you're running into the crowd, and security's not there, and and it starts to get rowdy. Um, it's got to be scary. Now, not the best choice of action on Punk because, uh, look, it, it happened the way – look, he could have caused a riot. I mean, who knows? You know, you wind up pushing the wrong guy, and he winds up having like six of his friends there, and they all of a sudden decide – well, this is our chance. I mean, it could have been really bad. Um, lucky for everybody involved, it was it was done. 
Um, it, it, it's it's a bad situation because, like I said, it's caught on camera. There's no CM Punk can't deny anything. He hit someone. He assaulted someone. Essentially, a celebrity assaulted uh, a paying customer. Uh, whether you want to give him, you know, he had rightful cause. Uh, he still he assaulted a paying customer, which is a bad thing. Um, it works well for his uh, character. Um, the thing that I, I would be curious about with, with Punk right now and where this goes, um, which could prove to be bad timing as far as the incident, is the election. Um, and I don't know, I don't live in Connecticut, I don't know all the politics involved, but, you know, is this a situation where, you know, look at how lax the WWE is, you know, when one of their celebrities assaults somebody. Um, look, there's no well, way, I, unless there's... I, a... I could elaborate on that just a little bit. I mean, there really, there's, there's been mainstream press of the incident, um, you know, nationally, as far as what took place on Monday night. But locally, there really hasn't been, there hasn't been any talk of this incident taking place um, and coinciding with Linda's, you know, Senate run, um, in the local newspapers or even on the local news. So it's, it's been more talked about how closer to the election we're getting with, um, with her and uh, her opponent, the Democrat, Chris Murphy, I believe his name is. So there really hasn't been any talk locally in the state of Connecticut as far as the situation takes place. It's been brought up on a national level. It's been shown on ESPN and all other places. But locally here, we're really nothing, honestly, honest to God, nothing. Well, that's got to be good for not only Linda, but CM Punk. Because to me, the moment that his opponent, her opponent, decided to try and use it, then to me, the, the, the WWE has to take a hard line with him. You know, um, the other interesting thing is in the video, too, Ken, if you watch it back, and if you know some of our listeners care to watch it back, the kid who got hit, he's trying to tell security and Punk that it was the other guy. And Punk's, like, still trying to play the role with Vince and the security guards basically just looking around, trying to figure out, you know, make, trying to protect Punk more than anything because he got pummeled. Um, but the kid is trying to, the kid, guy, whatever he is, he's trying to tell them that, like, hey, it wasn't me that hit you. It was him. So this kid, if, if an agreement hasn't been made, you know, between him and his attorney and the company, he's got a lot of, Especially with the with the magic with the magical world of videotape, he's got a lot of bargaining power um, to take this to court. Yeah, I mean he was assaulted. Yeah. Look, any of us do that, do the same exact thing, and it's caught on tape. We're being charged. I mean, who know? I mean, I don't know if we're going to spend jail time, but we're going to be charged. It's assault. I mean, look, it, it's an unfortunate incident, and I know it, it happened in in the context of, of a wrestling show but it's assault uh, plain and simple uh it, you know it one of the things i mean who knows how it turns out it you know punk might be lucky that he's a wwe champion right now because if he wasn't such an integral part of the company and cena was not injured at this time he probably gets suspended no questions asked it's just done you're suspended um, because he's such an integral part of the storylines going on right now, uh, maybe they're being a little more 
lenient, at least at, at the present moment, uh, as far as uh, what they're going to wind up doing with him. Um, you know, definitely, I mean, an unfortunate incident to occur, uh, or a pretty good uh, segment on Raw. you got to love Vince. I mean, it just, and I love the respect thing, the, the way they're they're having it unfold, and uh, just a bad incident. It should be interesting to see how exactly uh, everything unfolds. But, uh, you know, you you figure he's a wrestling fan, he's there. You know, if he's a big-time wrestling fan, um, you know, like I said, I'd take some memorabilia that I could shoot up on eBay to make cash. I wouldn't even ask for cash. I'd, I'd ask for some memorabilia to, to get some cash, and uh, I'd ask for tickets. That'd be that'd be my uh, – and, and travel expenses. That, that'd be what I, I'd ask for, you know. I, I wouldn't want to bust chops, but you know what? If I get assaulted, I mean – why the hell not? Why not hell not get something out of the deal? So we'll see how this all unfolds as uh, we go forward. But uh, as we said before, you know, we just wanted to hit on that because it was a wacky week in the world of professional wrestling. But we wanted to hit uh, uh, BFG, Bound for Glory. We're going to go TNA heavy tonight. This is uh, the night, the biggest uh, pay-per-view of TNA's calendar year. And, uh you know, let's let's start off by talking with Impact, and I'm curious what you think, Dave, because, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the shows before a pay-per-view, and I honestly thought that Impact this week might have been as close to a perfect show leading up to a pay-per-view as, as we may have seen in quite some time. I thought they, they put over all the matches, uh... There was there was some good setup. There was some really good matches uh, over the course of the hour. They didn't beat us over the head with aces and eights. Uh, you know, I thought top to bottom the show was really good. And you know, going into Bound for Glory, you know, every match has got a storyline surrounding it. Every match has got something uh, that's been set up over the weeks, which we talk all the time about this show about the mid card. And there being, you know, significant storylines surrounding the mid card, and this has got it. The only match that really doesn't have it is uh, RVD Zima Ion, but you know what? They threw a curveball at us, and that's going to kind of be the match that they threw in last minute. But I'm kind of interested to see how that match unfolds. So, top to bottom, I thought Impact was a fairly solid show. Yeah, I thought it was good too. I enjoyed. Pretty much most mostly everything of it. There wasn't a whole lot of aces and eights that didn't jam down our throat, which was fine with me. Um, the Zima Ion RVD thing I find interesting. Um, I think it was just one of those things where like, oh shit, we forgot we have an X division title. All right, we'll put that on the show. Oh, we forgot we're paying this guy RVD a lot of money. Let's try and get our money's worth and put him on paper. Boom, kill two birds with one stone. We got a match. Um, I would like to see personally. Because um, the X Division really, ever since the X Division pay per view, when they when they had Austin Aries trade the title in for a title shot, it's been kind of irrelevant on on, on television. Um, not a whole lot of hype into it. I thought coming out of that pay per view, they had a really good pay per view that the X Division was going to be more at the forefront of uh, storylines and television, and it hasn't. And seeing that RVD has got an X Division style, and you would say he's like. He was X Division before X Division was cool. I I would like to see them do a storyline where he wants to bring prestige and restore the championship, so to speak. Um, And that's why he's going after Zima Ion. Um, 
I don't know where it's going to lead to tonight. I heard a rumor that it's going to be on their uh, Bound for Glory pregame show that's on Spike, that that match might not even make air for the pay-per-view. Um, so who knows? But it's interesting. And um, I think seeing RVD in that scene as opposed to the heavyweight title scene is a fresh – and it's fresh, it's different, and it will help the X Division and these younger guys by making it feel important that you've got a name of that stature in there. So it should be a solid match. Um, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully both guys come to play, you know, since they were, you know, pretty much thrown this together at short notice. But the other thing I did not like about Impact was the ending segment with Austin Aries. He's become very redundant on what he wants. He wants, the, he wants that adulation, you know, that, that the company catering to him like Jeff Hardy gets, you know, the same treatment. But the one thing I really didn't like was, he comes in the ring with this piece of paper, and he says, you know, I've asked for entrance, different entrance music for weeks, and they haven't given it to me, and they told me to say this. Well, this is what I think of this. And he throws that piece of paper away. It was almost like he was trying to create his own CM Punk-like pipe bomb moment. It just came off very Bush League to me. Um, I like the fact that he's turned heel, but I think they've kind of rushed it. Um, I think they should have developed it more over time, like the, the, the heel turn itself. Uh, maybe maybe if he would have officially turned heel tonight, like cheating to win and beating Jeff Hardy, and then you could start the heel turn um, going forward with him. I thought that would have been better. But um, he's basically become a full-on heel just automatically like that. Meanwhile, a month before, he was leading the charge with the company against the Aces and Aces. Um, so I didn't really care for it too much. Um, that ending segment, it was just, he was just very redundant, saying the same things over and over again, kind of like what I'm doing right now, but, you know, <laughs> it's a radio show, so I guess I could do that. But that's how I feel about it. Other than that, I thought the show was great. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, and, and you bring up a good point, and, and I, I'm i not sure if they rushed the heel turn as opposed to rushing the face turn. Uh, I, I it, It's almost, you almost get the impression that they, you know, they they uh, they wanted to keep him heel for a longer period of time, but it was almost like, well, we kind of, you know, we want to put over the the stipulation of, of the, uh, you know, the X Division champ getting uh, the Destination X title shot, so we got to put that over. And Bobby Roode is the heel, so you know, we're gonna turn your face, and we're gonna turn you right back. Um. You know, I like Aries as a heel, but you're right. This this definitive heel, they could have done it more gradually. And then, you know, tonight, like you're saying, do something definitively like heelish and really just be full fledged back at it. Um, you know, I think the end of Impact definitely. Uh, you know, he's a full fledged heel. Um, I didn't hate the the segment as much as you did, but I definitely, you know, when I talked to you, I kind of started to see it, and I, I didn't think in terms of that. When you started talking about it, I, you know, I could kind of see, yeah, you're, uh, you know, trying to create a, a CM Punk type moment, um, you know, instead of Jeff Hardy and insert John Cena, you know, and that it's, you know, companies catering. It just, you're right, it, it is kind of a similar thing. Um, but I, I think part of the reason why I guess maybe I just looked past that is because. I think this match is going to be so good between the two of them. And, you know, go through impact and you listen to, you know, as they're setting everything up, um, you know, it just looks like this pay-per-view can be really, really good. And, uh, 
You know, we're going to do, a, you know, one of the matches that really has a chance to be uh, excellent and, and really interesting. You know, the Ace and Eights tag match, uh, you know, throwing a Bully Ray into that. You know, is he someone to be trusted? Is he not to be trusted? But here's a guy coming from uh, tag team wrestling, uh, you know, one of the best tag teams ever. And, uh, you know, now he's in the forefront teaming with Sting. Uh, to thwart the evil forces of Ace and H. And we're going to actually go out to the phones right now because we have Tristan Law on the line. And interesting, we're going to talk to Tristan because Tristan was trained uh, by the Dudleys. So he can give us uh, an interesting take on uh, Bully Ray and what uh, his philosophy is as wrestling. Uh, Champ, are you there? Oh, yes, I am here. Ken, how's it going? Doing all right. How are you? Oh, man. You know what? I, I I would complain, but a man of my stature has no complaints. I know. You're, you're living large. I know. We'll get to Bully Ray in a minute, but you have a, a big match coming up uh, next week? That's right. Next week, Mr. Mr. Steve Off and, uh, and, and, and uh, his manager, Bob Aaron, they actually get a return match at my BWO championship. You know, last month, Steve Off thought that he made me tap but actually the referee decided to throw out the match you know so so it's not my fault that steve off could could have never found out whether i was going to tap or not but you know a man of my stature i'm the law like i don't tap like the only thing you're going to take that belt away from me is if you kill me so next weekend at the american legion in elman park new jersey it's approximately 20 minutes away from giant stadium i'm sorry uh metlife stadium uh Show starts at 7 o'clock, bell time at 6.30, bodyslamwrestling.com. Go ahead and get your tickets and watch me, Tristan Law, stomp Steve off out. Wow, it's cool stuff. Yeah, check out uh, BWO, Body Slam Wrestling Organization. You know, they put on a good show out there. Um, you know, some of the listeners might not know, but you were trained by uh, the Dudleys. Uh, we are talking about uh, Bully Ray getting put into, you know, a, a main event type match this evening at a pay-per-view are knowing what you know and, and learning from them, are, are you surprised that Bully Ray is as a singles competitor? I mean, he's in a tag team, but you know what I mean, uh, making his way to a main event stature? Well, you know, such a great tag team trained me. You know, every match that I'm in, I am the main event, whether I'm the first match, the second match, the third match, the last match, the match before the show starts, the match in the parking lot, I am the main event. Everybody comes to see me. And and it's the same thing with Team 3D and, and, and Bully Ray. You know, Bully Ray's going to be in the ring tonight. Um, you know, he's always been a main eventer, you know, if you ask me. So so you guys are, are, are going to be in for one hell of a treat, you know, uh, uh, especially with, with Sting in his corner. Well, it's just as you were learning from him, what, what was the, I guess, the most important lesson that he may have imparted uh, to you when uh, teaching you about the business? Uh <laughs> The most important lesson was to listen. Uh, there was one time, uh, uh, this is when he was a uh, brother, Ray. Um, so there was one time I was in, in, in the training class in Kissimmee, Florida, and uh, I wasn't listening, you know, as, as a wrestling, as a professional wrestling student should. So uh, he introduced me to Bully Ray. I met Bully Ray before Bully Ray was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I learned really quick to, uh, to, to, to just listen a little bit more. You know, my eyes are for observations and my ears are, are for observing the signs that are going around. But it only took me one time to learn. 
And let me tell you, Bully Ray was a bad man. He's a guy that I'm glad that he's on my team and he's not on the opposite team. How important, as far as his philosophy, is, uh, you know, in-ring psychology? Um, you know, they're very, they're, they're, they're very big on, uh, uh, on, on, on in-ring psychology. They're very big on in-ring training. You know, what one, one saying that they had a lot was, it's not who's strongest, but who's strongest the longest, you know? So, so that was one of the, one of the mantra, mantra, mantras that they had. Um, so those, those are a couple of things that they, that they focused on there with psychology and, uh, and, and being stronger than, than, than your, than your opponent. So, you know. I think tonight he he'll definitely have no problems, you know, against Bully Ray. I mean, against uh, Aces and. Are you surprised they've uh, they let Devon uh, his contract run out? Well, you know, I mean, things happen. You know, everything happens for a reason. You know, you, you never know what's happening behind the scenes of wrestling. You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if people feed the rumor mill just to see what the rumor mill you know will bring up. And you know, you never know. You know, you know, uh, Devon could just run out one day from the back. And, you know, the Dudley boys are back, you know, so so you never know. Everything I, I read on the Internet or, you know, I hear in the locker room, I take it with a grain of salt. Really? The the, the stuff on the Internet's not true? I mean, you know, nothing. You've probably never been to Wikipedia.com. You know, <laughs> like half the, half the stuff there is, is a fabrication, but, you know, half of the stuff is true. You just have to be able to, to figure out what's right and what's not. And, you know, I just take it with a grain of salt. So, you know, yeah, Devon's not in TNA. uh in, in TNA anymore, Impact Wrestling, you know, but who says that he's not? How do you know that maybe tonight he won't come out, you know, and they'll turn on Sting and, you know, and, and something crazy like that. And the whole entire time they were running aces and eights, you know. You know, somebody needs to call me because I got a brain for the business. I could probably write some storylines. <laughs> and I'd love to see you get involved. Uh, before we let you go, why don't you tell us uh, where we can see you in action. We got next week uh, for BWO. Uh, anything else you got going on? Uh, you, you can definitely catch me at the ECPW Adrenaline TV tapings the night before in Paramus, New Jersey. But, of course, you want to see the champ, Tristan Law, in action uh, for the Body Slam Wrestling Organization, the BWO, in Elmo Park, New Jersey. The address is 1 Legion Place, Elmo Park, New Jersey. It's, an, it, it's, uh, it's the American Legion. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great show. You know, follow them on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Body Slam Wrestling Organization. And actually, they just relaunched your website, you know, uh, BodySlamWrestling.com. And, you know, the work of the website people, they've been doing really good. So, I mean, that's something that I suggest everybody check out, BodySlamWrestling.com. Uh, Very good. Thanks a lot, champ. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Definitely. Thank you. Obey the law. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, and I did check out their their website. Uh, they did a good job revamping the website. Uh well, you know, interesting stuff that uh, the champ gave us about Bully Ray. Yeah, um, he's just, you know I've got heard some stories. He's he's one he's one tough dude in and out of the ring. Um, so uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm definitely not surprised by some of the things that Tristan uh, had to say regarding uh, Bully Ray. You know, we're gonna we're gonna keep this going, and we're, we're you know you never know what direction the show is gonna go. And I promise you, we're gonna keep it on on Bound for Glory. But as it turns out, on the line right now. We do have Tristan Law's challenger uh, for the BWO Heavyweight Championship. So in the effort of uh, continuity and, and kind of keeping this going, and so you all can really hear what's uh, going to be going down next weekend, we're going to pull him up right now. And we have Steve off on the line. Steve, are you there? Yeah, Ken, I'm here. How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you doing? 
Doing doing all right. I'm actually about to head out on uh, EHW and do my thing. I'll up at a couple of matches against an old rival of mine, Darius Carter. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah. You going right out there shortly? I think there's maybe three more matches and then me. And, you know, it's funny. I just called in and I hear Tristan Law, I, you know, running his mouth about all he's got to say. Well, you know what, Ken? It's funny because I really don't care what Tristan Law has to say. What I care is what Tristan Law has to offer me, and that's one opportunity at career redemption. You know, I kind of lost my focus two years back, and I just started to regain it. And now, now Tristan Law is in the ring with me. at Probably the worst time he ever could be because I'm ready to hurt somebody if I have to. And he's given me plenty of reasons to do that. And you know what? It's not personal. He's just got something that belongs to me, and now I'm going to be needing it back. You sound like you're you're, you're very focused uh, on this match. You know, you haven't been able to, to beat him as of yet. Uh, what what do you plan strategically to do differently uh, this week to, to take the title? <laughs> you know, you can believe his fabricated version of the truth that I've never beaten him. Technically, last month I beat him by disqualification. Not enough to get the championship, but a win's a win, and now that gets me a rematch. What I'm going to do differently is I'm going to come back more ferocious, more intense, more ruthless than I've ever been in my whole career. You know a little about me. You know I'm not really all there. The name off fits me pretty well. So that's what I'm going to do a little bit differently, and you know, if you saw the last match, if you haven't, I'll send you a copy of it on YouTube. I made him tap out multiple times. It just wasn't during the match. It was after the fact. So this time, a little bit different. I do it during the match. And I've become the new BWO world champion. Steve, i got a quick question to ask you. Dave, um, I wanted to know uh, how everything went yesterday with the uh, the Walk for Wishes. You and uh, Bob Arian were a part of uh, a very special charity. Would you like to uh, let us know yeah, how everything absolutely. went? Absolutely. It was a great experience, you know, like it always is. All my wrestling injuries, of course, came up to haunt me that day. But you know what? Pushing through all of them for that great cause was absolutely worth it. Kyle's Heroes, you know, we raised a ton of money. We had over 100 walkers. You know, I don't have the exact count just yet, but we raised, I believe it was over 8,000. Last I saw, actually, yeah, yeah, it is over 8,000. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I believe it's over that. And you know what? We're just making it happen every year. Make wishes come true. That's what that whole thing is all about. And you know what? There's really nothing I believe in more than I believe in that cause. And That's could you can let our listeners know, uh, you know, how much long? I mean, I know the walk happened this weekend, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, can people still donate? Uh, if you go to walkforwishes.com, I believe you still can make donations. Obviously, you can't join a team. The walk already happened, but I believe they still take donations. I don't think they're going to turn your money down if you want to help out a great cause. If not, just go to the regular Make-A-Wish Foundation website, and I'm sure they'll, you know, be able to point you in the right direction, if nothing else. Good stuff. Uh, before we let you go, yeah. I know you got a match coming up shortly. It's awesome, like, giving mm-hmm. us a call from uh, uh, the locker room. Uh, uh, where, uh, you know, we're going to see you next week, uh, Body Slam Wrestling Organization. Where else can our fans uh, check out Steve off? Well, unless you can get to New Philadelphia in the next 20 minutes, nowhere this weekend, but next Friday I'm up in – Allentown, Pennsylvania, for EPWE Underground, night before BWO. Probably defended my U.S. championship up there. And then, you know, capping it all off with the BWO World Championship win. And I just want to weigh in real quick. I heard a little bit of the uh, talk about the X Division. And I think a division like that really needs a man like Steve Off in it. I'm just throwing that one out there if anybody's listening. <laughs> it sounds good to me. I, I wouldn't mind seeing you in an X Division uh, title bout. Oh, it wouldn't be about it. It would be a massacre. That guy's Hema Ion, no disrespect, 
but, you know, he's a pretty boy, and I'm a crazy guy, and I beat that ass. Wow. Well, there you have it. You know, if you're listening, Zima, uh, Steve Alf has just put out an open challenge to come out and take your X Division title. So let's see. Hey, if I'll bring my gold, too. Title for title? Hell, we'll do it. All the gold. I'll take it all home with me. Sounds good to me. Steve, thanks a lot for giving us a call. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Ken. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Well, look at that. You know, you never know what's going to happen here. Open challenge to Zima Eon. Ion. Eon. Ion. I took my note real quick. I just got a text message from Bob Arian, and he said that there were over 4,000 walkers for the Walk for Wishes and 110 for the Herald's Heroes team that was representing the, the cherry. So that's that, that's quite an accomplishment. Four thousand walkers for this big event. That is that is pretty amazing, and uh, you know it's a good cause, and we're happy to support. Um, and again, uh, go to thekenryshow dot com because the link is right there. If you didn't get to write the link down, it's it's right on our website. So just click there and uh, donate. You know what? Look, I know times are tough, and and you know if you want to go there and donate five bucks, I mean don't like every little bit helps. Uh, you know, not everyone can give a huge donation, but it's a cause you believe in. Um, you know, go over and click and, and give a couple of bucks. Uh, every little bit is appreciated. And I'm thinking we're going to stick with the calls because we've had a pretty full bank, and, uh, you know, everyone has been really patient. So keep the calls coming in. 347-838-9815 is that number to call. And let's go. And I believe this is Tony. Tony, are you there? Yep. How you doing? How are you guys doing? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Before we, uh, I just want to mention that Friday night, I was, or, fr- or all of Friday, I was at the uh, Comic Con in New York. That was, How was that? Um, yeah, I was there. I was great. Who who'd you get to meet while you were there? Uh, Velvet Sky, actually. Nice, good I, friend. I got of, my uh, picture taken. What's that? No, Dave actually knows Velvet. Um, yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was actually talking to him about that. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, so I got my big thing with her. She um and uh, Kelly Kelly and the Bellas too. Uh, they were all you know, like they were all right there on the same on the same on the same floor. Look at Tony hanging with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, I got some love there. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm curious, yeah. Tony. So, what do you think? Are you looking forward to Bound for Glory tonight? Um, it should be a good show, you know. I mean, TNA usually usually comes through, you know, ring wise with their uh, with the pay per views, you know. Um, I could start, you know, like with uh, Austin Aries and uh, Jeff Hardy. I, you know, I think it would be uh, it'd be a good idea, you know, it'd be be good if they kept, if they kept the title on on Austin Aries because I think you know he can you know use the belt more than Jeff right now. I mean, you know, Hardy's like I say, you know, he he he's a top guy. He's way over. He doesn't really need the, he doesn't need the belt. Um, but even you know it's like um, I think you mentioned earlier you know, it's like how Austin Aries and CM Punk are very uh, both are you know it's like very similar and you know it's like with the um, you know they were heels then the fans got behind them and then they turned them face and now they turned them you know now they turned them back into heels again and you know it's the whole it's it's pretty much like you know I don't. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like Austin Aries and CM Punk is kind of the same story where it's like you know they think the fans are the fans are you know the fans are kind of turning their back on them. You know? Yeah, I mean I think you know it was done a little more you know probably a little more effectively by CM Punk is you know seemingly I mean it uh, you know it was a work but it 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 came off as a shoot and it blurred the lines 
a bit uh, to the point where people were wondering, you know, did he just go off on his own? Was this supposed to happen? Um, you know, for Austin Aries, it definitely came off as, yeah, it's just storyline. There was no – I mean, I know he had the paper, but I don't think anyone watching really thought, like, ooh, he took the script and tossed it. I mean <laughs> – yeah, it said it said in the script, bring paper to ring and toss it. That's what's in the yeah. script. Yeah, I gotta agree. That that felt very, you know, it's like I mean, that sounded like something that uh, Vince Russo would have written. I know he's not there anymore, you know, but but it, it sounds like something he would have come up with. You know, it's like, oh hey, this is, you know, the word shoot kind of stuff that he always likes to likes likes to write about. So what are you looking forward most to tonight? Um, I gotta see Storm and uh, James Storm and Bobby Roode. Uh, you know, with the you know, that actually. Uh, you know, with a year, year of pretty much you know, close to a year of build up, you know, this should be uh, this should be a good match. You know, it's pr- I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be a brawl. I just hope they don't do much with the, uh, you know, I know the King Mo guy is the enforcer, but I hope they don't. You know, it's like I hope the he doesn't really like have, you know, you know, have anything to do with the finish. You know, so maybe if he if he wants to like KO Root afterwards or whatever after Storm, you know, just like beats you. Know, like I mean, Storm should definitely win. You know, if this is going to be the if this is going to be the end of this feud. It's a, you know, you bring up a really, really good point because this does, you know, it, it's it's a long-standing feud, which you don't get a lot of in wrestling. Um, it's been building and building. Uh, they've done a good job writing it, um, with, with giving you that feeling, which you don't get a lot in wrestling anymore, but that real feeling that they hate each other. You know, that old-school feeling, like when you knew that Piper and Snuka hated each other. You know, that's... You kind of have that that feeling uh, between the two of them. There's an intensity there. And if a finish in some way, shape, or form is screwed with by Ting... Hey, Mo! uh, I... Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a really excellent point because that could... You know, this has been a great rivalry for a long time um you know best friends team falls apart all the, the great stuff classic wrestling stuff that you know in the end in the match that's supposed to end the feud uh if, if he winds up interfering that that really really could could hurt that match yeah so hopefully it won't come back did i hear a curly impersonation on there <laughs> there was i did throw a curly in there <laughs> just keeping you on your toes Tony as always thank you for the call and you know what you guys out there if you don't know any better go over to thekenreadyshow.com the best blogger in the business Tony each and every show Raw, Smackdown, Impact uh, gives us a blog a recap letting us uh, know you know, opinion and action you know it's happened to Dave you, you wind up having a DVR miscalculation something goes wrong a power outage if you will you know, when you get your power at, up, fire up uh, your computer, uh, go to our website and read uh, Tony's blog. He will give you a clear, concise summary of, of what happened on Monday Night Raw with a little bit of opinion. Uh, always a pleasure, Tony. Thanks a lot for the call. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I'll be definitely back next week, too. You know. Cool. Take it easy, man. You too. And there you have it, Tony, giving us uh, some stuff. We're gonna we're gonna stick with the the phones right now because we do have Mr. Trivia on the line. How you doing, Mr. Trivia? Hey, what's going on, guys? Doing all right. How are you? Uh, we're doing all right. Just uh, was watching the replay of Tuesday Night Show. Guys look really good. Thank you. So uh, yeah. 
But um, this bound for glory tonight. I mean, I can't get a break. First the Yankees are on, then the Giants are on. Now it's bound for glory. Jeez, I can't catch a break here. <laughs> uh, but uh, my my opinion on the thing is I don't trust Bully Ray. I really think you're going to see Abyss tonight, but you're going to see him without the suit, without the without the lawyer role, the whole nine yards. I think you're going to see him just come out and you know, make his presence felt. Because yeah, anybody I've, else... God, I've heard some rumors that Abyss will be, that will will make an appearance tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he, he gets involved in that match somehow. I don't know if he would be the leader. I've heard rumors, a lot of people are saying that Bully Ray is going to be the guy behind you, but I think it's too obvious now with the fact that they're, they're going with the I don't trust Bully Ray storyline and then all of a sudden, you know, he turns on Sting. It's just, it's, it's just becomes too obvious and from what i read an interview with sting over the weekend hyping up his uh, hall of fame induction which took place last night and he, he said he hasn't really um uh gotten too involved in the storyline but he said the reveal is supposed to be really good and it, and, and somebody that you wouldn't expect to be revealed as the guy in aces behind the whole ace and eight storyline so um but I do the abyss thing. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he got involved and uh, brought that brought that character back because it's been quite a while since it's been on television. So I think it would get a pretty good pop. No, he's on TV all the time as a lawyer. He's, yeah, it's the, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the character. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the character. Yeah. Yeah, but, the character. Um, yeah, and uh, anyway, yeah. I just um, you know, like I said, I was just you know wanted to weigh in on that, and uh, you know, I was getting. You know, the top rope was getting information about uh, Aces and H2 saying that the guy behind the whole thing is Jeff Jarrett. And uh, when they had the thing on where Hogan and Sting were sitting at that table when they got kidnapped, that the guy that was in the hood was Eric Bischoff. Yeah, I've so, heard both of them, too. Yeah, I mean, to me, looked, to me, it looked like Bischoff. Yeah. I mean, and tonight, you know, it's going to be, um, as far as the Austin Aries-Jeff Hardy match goes, I believe you're going to see Austin Aries win because supposedly Jeff Jarrett, I mean, uh, Jeff Hardy has uh, this inkling that he's going to go back to the WWE. And um, I don't know, we're just going to have to see how that thing works out. And, Ken, I heard you mention something about the CM Punk thing on Monday night. Um, I really think that you're going to see a triple threat match for the title at Hell in a Cell. And, uh, you know, I have it on pretty good authority through the top rope that uh, they want to, eventually they want to make Ryback the champion. So uh, we'll have to see how that works out. Really? I mean, well, what anyway, you think, yeah. Curious, like, yeah. what you think. If, if, if uh, do, you, do you like the idea of Ryback as champ? Well, um, yeah, no. I mean, you know, I still think of him as Skip Sheffield from from NXT. <laughs> but uh you know, I mean he's he's got the uh the persona and everything and you know, he went on his page the other day saying that he's uh just as good a wrestler and just as good an athlete as Goldberg. And you know, Goldberg tweeted back, well, he's not a good athlete, he never played in the NFL and you know, then Ryback's tweeting back, well, he's just in it for the money and everything else and I don't know. We'll just have to see how it works out because, you know, I really don't think it's going to be John Cena against CM Punk because I'm getting so tired of seeing that. That's like Randy Savage and 
Hulk Hogan like 50 times back in the 80s. But, uh, hey, guys, I just wanted to say once again, thank you very much for coming on the top rope. You guys, uh, the, the ratings went through the roof that night. I was checking all the information on it and everything. And, uh, Dave, I'm going to leave you with a trivia question. All right, you come for it. An- you seem to answer quite a bit of them when I uh, ask him. But uh, who was the first title? Uh, who, who was the man that the Ultimate Warrior beat for his first Intercontinental title reign? The Hockey Talk Man. There you go. Wayne Ferris, Jerry Lawler's cousin. Beautiful nice. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you have a good night, and it was a pleasure calling you. And uh, Ken, we'll be in touch again. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right. Take Mr. Care. Trivia right there. Wow, so you can't stump you, Dave. Cannot I, stump you. I guess not. I, 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 look, I look forward to a challenge. So if you want to keep coming out every week and giving me, uh, you know, trivia questions, you know, like I said, you know, I look forward to it. So bring it on, Mr. Trivia. Interesting stuff out there. We're going to go uh, back out to the phones because we got a full bank of calls. I've uh, been really patient. Call, are you there? Hello? Hi, Ken. Hey, it's Justin. How you doing, Justin? I love your show, Ken. It's fabulous. Thank you. This is. We're going to give you a segment. It's time for our daily affirmation with Justin. Good. Speed it up, buddy. So how are you? Oh, very good. Did you watch wrestling this week? Oh, yeah, Ken. It's Jam Pack. Jam Pack. So what was your favorite moment this week? I think Edge is gonna beat the Edge is gonna beat CM Punk. You're really you're really banking on that that Edge is gonna come back at some point, aren't you? Oh yeah. To kick it, uh, get rid of CM Punk. You don't like Punk? Well, yeah, I think so. What do you? What's that noise in the background? Hey Ken. Yeah. I think. That Edge will beat CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. I, I think if Edge got a shot, he sure would uh, beat uh, CM Punk for the WWE Championship. I'd, that would be my pick if, if they were going to wrestle. I hope so. You know, fingers crossed, right, Justin? Yes, sir. All right, thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you soon. You know what? You're cool. Thanks. What about Dave? He's great. Awesome. Thanks for calling, Justin. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Justin. You're welcome, Dave. That's awesome. I don't know what was going on in the background there. I just heard like a lot of yelling. But uh, I think yeah. he's watching wrestling. I don't know, but that's what it sounded like. I couldn't quite make it out, but uh, oh, nice of him to call and just like boost our egos. We're awesome. We're so much and better. And great. Let's go back out to the phones. Are right you there, caller? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Who's this? It's Mike Ferraro. What's up, Mike, man? Mike, how are you? Tough act to follow, man. Justin's great. Uh, and Mr. Trivia, I hear you guys are, what, what do you say you guys are making his ratings go through the roof? Yeah, we were on his show this week. and yeah, that's uh you an know, Access Cable like, show, right? What was that? Is that an Access Cable show? It is. Oh, okay. They actually have a pretty nice studio, though, to be perfectly honest. It was a decent... Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I was just saying, and by the way, I'm glad that Mr. Trivia knew the answer to that trivia question. (laughs) (laughs) Because if if he didn't know the answer to that, then I don't know know how these guys 
come up with their, their names. But um, how's everything tonight, guys? Going all right. Talking a little bound for glory. A little TNA heavy tonight. Uh, looks before like before we get to that, sorry, before we're going to cut you off. Before we get to that day, I mean, um, sorry, Ken, you're a liar, by the way. I know what you really, really want from WWE. What is that? You want to date with Mae Young. You want her to do the bunker buster on you, buddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Um, you know, you got me. You caught me. That's that really. I've I've been um, my whole the the show, the the visiting uh, different promotions, trying to get my name out there, promoting everything. Really, it is a thinly veiled strategy to uh, take the Bronco Buster from May Young. You found me out. Hey, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, hey, everybody had to see it at the Royal Rumble in, in 2000, so I, you know. So, uh, <laughs> this is a silly show tonight. I got, you want to talk about impact, you know what, what one thing that bothers me about TNA is Rob Van Dam doing the same moves over and over. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny to say that because I'm, I'm not, you know, gifted athlete, but I'm not the biggest RVD guy. Um you know, it's like anything, you know. The, the spots are great the first time you do them, you know. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but change them up a little. Yeah, uh, you know, his matches do get a little... Uh, Repetitive. Yeah. yeah, that's a good word for it. So, so you're right. So, I take it you're not looking forward to uh, the X Division match? Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm not even going to watch the pay-per-view because I, I just... I'm not a TNA guy. I don't know what it is. I try to watch it and... It's like AWA. I was never an AWA guy either, and I, I still try to watch it on demand, and I, I cannot get into it. But I do respect all the wrestlers that go in the ring and, and uh, do their thing, like Bully Ray Dudley. Yeah, he's well, tremendous. I know him as Buh, 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 Ray Dudley. <laughs> That's how I know him as, extreme right there. You know, and you know um, But, uh, Dave, how's everything with you, bro? I'm good. I got over that cold you gave me for the past couple of weeks now, and, uh, you know, things are looking up, and I'm just looking forward to, uh, you know, a good show tonight. So far, it's been good, yeah. and uh, down you know. for glory. Hey. Uh, to, you know, this show, this radio yeah. show right here hey. is a good show because you have great people um, like yourselves and, you know, people who call in, and, and you know, Bob Arian, give a, you know, big props to him and Steve Off, and, and every guy that calls in tonight that wants to talk wrestling and I just think it's a great deal. Um, I'm just going to bring up Bad Blood. I will be there. Nice. Going to be there. I'm buying a ticket. I'm going to sit in the audience, and I'm going to watch what goes on. Because everybody knows. I mean, listen, I did sign the revolution. I am part of the revolution. But I will be sitting there because I want to keep an eye on, on things. As you guys know, you know, Tony Schaaf continues to assault me on Facebook. But that's fine. Let him do what he has to do. Because, um, uh, like I said on your last show, when I did call in, I will be there. And I, it's Halloween show, and I will have some stuff for Tony and let the bodies hit the floor. That's all I'm going to say. Thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, always all appreciate right. um, your I'll be, Hey, I'll be calling in next week because I, I want to be a co-host, man. I would love to take – not that I would do a better job than Dave. But, you know, I would oh, I love know that, to I, be, I know you wouldn't do a better job than me, Mike, no, but I, I would love to be like the hot rod when Roddy Roddy Piper sat in with Gorilla Montoon when we didn't see Bobby Heenan, you know what I'm saying? 
We're just we're gonna give everyone a shot. We're gonna, I think we're gonna let all the calls go a little bit longer, and we'll just uh, you know all the calls. Be prepared. Be prepared hey. next week. Do your research and hey, my re- my. I don't it. I'll, just, I'll just let you go next week. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I will speak to you, and it's been a pleasure. And as always, you know, support your indies. ECPW one dot com. Um, they got a show coming up. I believe it is March twenty sixth. It's going to be a foul high school in Staten Island, and that causes to um, for cancer. Somebody who died of cancer. I will be there with Biggie Biggs, my fat boy, and uh, of course Magic will be as the fat boys. And as always, BWO, great organization, um, and so forth and so so on and so forth, as they say. But guys, take it take it easy. Talk to you guys on Facebook. Thank you very much for having me tonight. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the support, man. Take it easy. Every time. That was nice of him, uh, throwing his support away. It's cool. He's on Biggie Biggs. Biggie Biggs is actually at our NWA Coastal show last night. Got his ass kicked. What was even cooler is that he compared me to Bobby Heenan, and I think that's an insult to Bobby Heenan. I love Bobby. <laughs> but I that's that awesome, so cool. though. Like, you know. That is awesome. Like, he's, our, he's my number one fan right now, like, Honestly, we need to have that. We just need to like we we should start like fan of the week or something like that. Um, but you know what, Dave? This this first hour has flown by. We're going to continue to get to uh, more and more TNA stuff. Uh, but for now, you know what it's time for. Yes, I do. It is time for the fifty fifty day five news report. Thank you very much, Ken. This is a day five news report only. Heard on the Ken Reedy Show on Blog Talk Radio or thekenreedyshow.com. Our top story this week comes comes to us from last night at the Legends of Ring convention in New Jersey, as both Vader and Harley Race were scheduled to appear together signing autographs for fans. Various news outlets are reporting that an alleged physical altercation between the two took place, with Race punching Vader in the face. Ooh, that rhyme. Rumors are swirling that the two had a verbal disagreement, which prompted the 69-year-old Harley Race to rise out of his motorized scooter, mind you, and strike Vader. Arda Ocal of The Score denies this report, saying the two were acting in a playful manner. Other reports suggest the two got into it physically and both escorted themselves out into the hallway to discuss the matter further. More on this story as it develops. TNA star and creative executive Hulk Hogan has taken steps to contact the FBI to track down the person who leaked his sex tape. Hogan was not successful in filing a police report in Florida for two reasons. First, because the tape was recorded in 2006. The four-year statute of limitations had expired on the offense of unlawfully recording without permission. And second, distributing the illegal footage to the media across the state line so it's a federal problem, not a local one. As always, we will have more on this story as it develops. There I am, being redundant again. It must be a slow news week here at the Ken Reedy Show. We have to report that 2011 WWE Hall of Famer Sonny, or is it Sonny 2011 WWE Hall of Famer, well, whichever one, was arrested twice this week, marking it the fifth time in a month for violating a protective order. She was found asleep and, well, drunk and asleep in her ex-boyfriend's home in Brantford, Connecticut. She is being held in a New Hampshire Superior Court on a $100,000 cash bond, 
which means you would have to use the full 100K to bail out the original diva. Yeah, that just happened again. It was reported this week that allegedly former TNA knockout Velvet Sky is heading back to TNA wrestling fairly soon. Sky and TNA parted ways in July over a rumored contract renewal dispute. Most within TNA expect to knock out back before the end of 2012. And some breaking news to round out our news this week. Rumors are beginning to develop, to develop that former WWE superstar John Morrison will make an appearance at tonight's Bound for Glory pay-per-view to accompany Tara to the ring for her women's championship match. He will be playing the role as her Hollywood boyfriend. Fans on Twitter are have been saying that they've seen Morrison in Phoenix, but those reports are unconfirmed. As always, our friends over at the gun show, Steve Off, Bob Arian, and El Rotundo. They've always got some crazy hijinks going on. Check them out on YouTube, YouTube slash Steve Off. And, as Mike Ferreira said earlier, we made the ratings go through the roof Tuesday night, the top row. 730 to 830 every Tuesday night on WPAA.tv. And there you have it for the Day 5 Report. The only place to find the Day 5 Report is here at the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. Good stuff. You know, and it, it, it's interesting. You know, you, you, you promo the, the Top Rope show, and it was fun to be on. Here's what I want to do. We're lucky here. And, and I think at this moment on, on the show, Dave, we need to... Acknowledge how lucky we are. Because, you know, we have educated, well-spoken, smart, sophisticated, focused, well-thought-out, opinionated callers coming in on our show. Yes, and I, I, I don't think we realize how spoiled we are, that we are actually able to sit here uh, for two hours on a Sunday night and have a clear, coherent uh, conversation uh, with our fans from uh, essentially, honestly, all over the world. I mean, we, we have gotten that one call from the U.K. And by the way, if you're out there, call back. But uh, it's nice being it's able to shot. talk, Leslie. So I, I'd like to put out there, because the other night we had a couple of good calls, but... There was a mess of crank calls, and, and you know, it's it's amazing because it's not a toll-free number, and I don't know, I would hope that people would have better things to do than to sit at home and crank call a, you know, a, a wrestling TV show, but whatever, you know. Especially, whatever, the ones that, especially the ones that were replaying clips of the Hulk Hogan sex tape over the phone. That was, <laughs> yes. that, 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 that takes some time and effort. So, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm calling out to, like, our fans. You know, it's always fun to talk wrestling. So, if you ain't doing anything on a Tuesday night, go check out check out the Top Rope. Uh, give them a call. You know, it's a TV show. They're talking wrestling. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, they could use some uh, callers that really want to call in and talk wrestling. And I think, you know, like, we will set up a war of attrition. It's, you know, you can't get people just not to call, but... If we flood their phone lines with, again, more educated wrestling fans that want to talk wrestling, then uh, maybe we can start to shut those crank callers out. So be sure to go and support them and, and check it out. Um, interesting, you brought up uh, 
uh, Morrison, uh, rumored now to be showing up uh, at Bound for Glory. Uh, perfect casting. If we're going to go Hollywood boyfriend, uh, I don't think you can get any better with uh, casting a John Morrison. Again, rumors, um, but definitely we'll add a bit of juice uh, for the match tonight. Yeah, that should be interesting. I, it's re- it's funny, too, because uh, recently uh, Morrison was interviewed, and he, was, he said that he would more than – the door is open for him to go back to the WWE. That would probably be the first option for him. Um, however, the WWE is not too fond of his girlfriend, former WWE diva Melina, and I think from stories I've heard, she's the one that pretty much wears the pants in that relationship. And uh, if uh, she's not getting in, you know, with the company, uh, so he's not going either. So I think this is an opportunity for both of them to get back on television, and TNA obviously has no problem taking any WWE cast-offs. Um, we'll see what happens, if, it, if it's true or not. Like I said, it's only rumor. We only we, we report the rumors, but we don't state them as fact. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would work. I mean, to me, it's a cool, uh, you know, casting, if you will, as the Hollywood uh, boyfriend. Um, you know, and, and I like, again, like we said, you know, all the matches have a setup. I mean, you know, you got... Teacher versus student here, former best friends. Uh, you know, oh my God, we have a women's match with storyline behind it. Ooh. And you know what? It's got potential, you know, perhaps to be a halfway decent match. So, wow, women that can actually wrestle. Ooh, you know, go figure. Um, and I, almost, I almost went into a Paul Bearer there. Um, but I'm looking forward to, wow. to that match. Uh, you know, it doesn't need. A Morrison, it would be cool. It would add some juice, but uh, you know, again, the, the whole there's certain things in wrestling that you know, let's not reinvent the wheel. Teacher versus pupil works. You know, just ask Bruno San Martino and Larry Zabisco. Uh, that that it works. Do it. You know, you can reuse it. It's it's been done a, a thousand times. It's probably done a thousand more times. It works. You know, former best friends, teacher student, uh, and and. You know, I've always liked Tara. I've always liked what Tara can do in the ring. So uh should be an entertaining bout. We're going to go back out to the calls because we got the one and only Mr. Dank is on the line. Dank, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Doing all right. What do you got for us tonight? Oh, I wanted to address the whole, I don't know if you guys already talked about it, but the whole CM Punk incident from Monday night. Go ahead. I, um, I've been looking at the videos. I don't know if you guys noticed it or not. The guy that he actually hits is actually, was that not the guy that actually smacked him in the back of the head? Yeah, we established that earlier. Okay. I missed the beginning of the show. I apologize. Oh, that's it's okay. okay. Uh, okay. I just figured I'd get you up to speed. Um... <laughs> Personally, I think he was handled poorly. I mean, if everything in the WWE is scripted, they should have known he was going to go in the stands. And they should have had security already standing, at least like on the mark where he was going to be, so that issues like this would not arise, would not happen. And it just seemed like they dropped the ball. And you put a WWE superstar with the caliber of CM Punk that CM Punk has right now in an audience 
at the end of a three-hour show where you know at least a quarter of those people are drunk off their ass, you're, it's like you're expecting for something to happen. You're waiting for something to happen. And the fact that they just let him go up there and security didn't reach to where he was till after he turned around and smacked the fan, I think that as much as he shouldn't have retaliated, I think that the company as a whole should have been held accountable as well for not not only protecting their own product, but also protecting the fans. Uh, it's, it's a good. It's a good point. Um, you know, WWE.com did uh, say that you know something like regrettably security was not in the right place. Um, I, I think you bring up a good point because I haven't read why. Um, you know, it's great that you want to kind of defer and and you know I almost took it when I read WWE.com that it was almost taking the blame off of CM Punk and saying, you know, well, security should have been there and they missed the, their mark. Um, but the big question is why? I mean, stuff like that should be automatic. Your heel, number one heel WWE champion is going to be running out into the audience at the end of the show. There shouldn't have been anything that would have kept security from being there. Um, I'm kind of curious Why? Uh, and, and I haven't heard that. And, Dave, I'm curious if you've heard any rumors to, to uh, the effect of, of why they weren't in the right spot. Uh, I mean, that's obviously – it's easy to tell. They they weren't there. They weren't in the right spot. Uh, but why why exactly did security drop the ball? I mean, I didn't hear anything about, you know, why security wasn't there. I mean, if you could tell in the video when he was running through the crowd, I think he was trying to figure out which aisle to go to. And, it, and I could be wrong, you know, this is just me, you know, spitballing here, but the guy that he hit eventually was a bald guy, a, a, a Caucasian male, he was bald. The security guard who eventually showed up, who works for the WWE, is a Caucasian bald male. So I maybe punks, maybe, I mean, I could be wrong, I most likely am, but this is just me spitballing for conversation, is that maybe punks saw the guy, and thought, you know, he thought he saw the guy, and then he went up to the stands and then realized there was nobody there, you know, because you kind of saw him sidestep a little bit trying to figure out which aisle he had to climb up to um, from the floor. So I think it was just, you know, a miscommunication, you know, and and just chalk it up as that. There wasn't any – I don't think there was any particular reason as to why the guy wasn't there. Um, and obviously WWE knew that Punk was going to be going into the audience because that was the whole setup, you know. I mean, that's – they don't. A lot of times, they don't do things, you know, just to do them. They have a reason behind it. I mean, it was obvious that Punk was, you know, the way it was set up in the ring with Ryback and Cena and Vince all in there. Punk had nowhere to go, so he jumped into the crowd. They've done this before, so I think that part was planned. It was just a miscommunication as to where the security guard was supposed to be. Like I said, I could be wrong. I most likely am. I will be the first to admit it. But it's funny that the guy that he hit is a bald white male and the security guard that came later that works for the company is a bald white male so maybe punk just in the heat of the moment it's like oh there he is i know which aisle to run up to and then he got up there and he was like oh shit wrong guy but i'll stay here anyways you know so let's just hope that you know both parties can settle this if it or if, it, or if nothing happens of it i mean i don't know like let me ask both of you a question you know i'll, I'll give you something thought-provoking what if they decide not to settle this, 
Or what if, like, the fan decides not to press charges and the company decides not to suspend CM Punk? Granted, he hit a fan on television. Where do they go from there after that? Well, honestly, well, honestly, if you look at the raw, the actual raw um, show, you don't see Punk hitting the fan. The camera goes back to Punk right after he's hit the fan. I and know, but they have the video. All there's video angles of it everywhere online. You you've seen it. You know what I mean? It's on videotape. It's not like somebody can't get a hold of it if this were to go to court. But you do see that there was physical interaction. I mean, the guy was assaulted. If you really want to, you can get an attorney. The attorney can get an injunction to get videotape to show in court. I mean, I mean, I, I guess not, if like the WWE decides not to suspend him and the guy doesn't press charges, like all of a sudden this winds up just kind of fading away as a an ugly incident. I do like your theory, Dave. Though I think it's a sound theory. You know, in the heat of the moment, you got to scan the crowd and kind of get an idea. Uh, where you're going to go, and, and it does, you know, it does stand to reason that WWE.com would point the finger at security rather than pointing the finger at, at Punk, saying, you know, I mean, essentially, uh, per your theory, it, Punk ran up the wrong aisle. Um, so that that that's an interesting theory. I mean, you know, as you're heated and you're, you know, looking at a crowd of people and you're supposed to locate, hey, I'm supposed to run up this aisle. Um, you catch that, and, and he was wearing, a, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure he was wearing a black shirt, too. Uh, yeah. That, that's, a, that's an interesting theory. I wonder if, if it's possible that could have happened, or if they're listening, that'll be their defense. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I think, honestly, if, if we don't that's see a pressing say. of charges... Our show. It, it, yeah, exactly. I, if we don't see a pressing of charges or a suspension, it just will, uh, it'll wind up just kind of fading away. Um, I mean, it, the it, best it, we can hope for for it to like fade away, because I mean, I don't know. Like I know that we're like we're in this whole PG era and everything, but something like this. I mean, I'm hoping Punk didn't set us back another ten years to go back to any kind anything near the attitude era that we had. But in the WWE now having this fear of letting the superstars go into the audience like they have been over the years. Well, it'll be a long time before we see guys running into the crowd again. Either that or they're going to beef up on security and make sure that stuff like that doesn't happen again. Um, that, that, that'll that be one of, the, one of the two reasons. As, as far as the setting back 10 years like the Attitude Era, that's not going to happen, in my personal opinion. No, but I, um, I do think, I, I think that you won't see people in the crowd. I mean, it's... You know, even with beefed-up security, I mean, once you go into the crowd, there's always the chance of something going wrong, and something did. And yeah. I would say for for a good chunk of time now, not 10 years, but, you know, give it maybe a couple months, they're, they're going to steer clear of people going into the crowd. Um, you know, they're just not going to take the chance. It doesn't matter how – you could have 10 security guards going with Punk through the crowd. Once you go into the crowd, there's always the potential of something going wrong. And I just think, you know, with this ugliness being spotlighted right now, they're just not going to take the chance. You know, why? Why? there's no reason to. You can. It, it's cool when it happens, but it doesn't have to happen. You can run an effective show with, you know, no one going into the crowd. So I, I would say they probably just, you know, 
put a kibosh on running into the crowd for a little while. It'd be interesting to see if, you know, if all this ends amicably, if Punk uses it um, in some way, you know, in a promo or in something. Um, I found it interesting this week, and I'm curious what what Dank or or Dave would you think about this? But you know, we talked about this on the show, and it was subtly done. But we talked on the show about, you know, would they ever use Lawler's heart attack in some way, shape, or form, uh, storyline-wise? And they did Monday night. It was subtle, but Jr. trying to talk Vince McMahon out of getting into the ring said, I, I can't help but think about what happened to my friend when he got in the ring with CM Punk. I don't want to see this happen to you. Something I paraphrase, but something to that effect, um, which I found interesting. Again, not not a huge. They didn't really go overboard with it, but they did use it. Um, interesting if this all ends in in a, in a way where everyone's happy. If you know Punk again and is furthering his heel turn, if they wind up using this in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, I could see like would be kind of interesting, and, and, and it would be something that, like, in fact, it's something that Paul Heyman has done on TV years and years ago. But if Punk came out with, like, almost like mocking, like, the Goldberg entrance with security coming down to the ring with, like, guys, like like a SWAT team kind of security because he draws so much heat to him, you know what I mean? And, like, they could wear, like, you know, the full black uniforms. They can cover their faces with, like, the helmet shields, and, you know, the big helmets. They got the shields and the nightsticks, and they could have, like, the CM Punk logo on them, you know what I mean? Like, I, I could see them embellishing it like that and making light of the situation. That's if they've come to some form of an agreement with the kid. If they haven't come to an agreement, I think they're just going to pretend like nothing happened on television. But if they come to an agreement with the kid and the kid gets tickets to a WrestleMania or he gets money or whatever, if if it goes in that kid's favor, then they might bring it up on television. But in the meantime, because nothing, because they're in a state of limbo right now, I don't think it's going to get brought up. I don't know. I I think, like you said, Dave, like if they get if they spin on it to where he comes out in like full riot gear, like if. If they get in front of this, instead of, like, waiting to see what the outcome is or, you know, making excuses, if they get in front of this right off the bat come on, this coming Monday night, I think eventually they'll make themselves look better than if they're trying to, like, make it taboo. You know what I mean? It's like, like, like any case or anything that happens, if, if you can spin it to where people are like, oh, okay, you know, it must have been settled or something must have been done because now they're making fun of it or, they're, you know, that they're going with it, then instead of, well, you know, what came out of it? Well, we can't talk about it. Well, we don't know yet. I I think you're trying too hard to relive the attitude. Like, you think, like, it's the attitude error is going to come back. Like, I don't think you understand. A lot of wrestling fans don't understand. Their money that they get from sponsorships from these kids' products with the toys and the candy and all of the bullshit, that's what helps make them money. They're a publicly traded company now. They weren't a publicly traded company when they were in the attitude era. If the WWE were to put themselves on Wall Street 15 years ago during the attitude era, it wouldn't have survived because it's they're a publicly traded company. They already get enough crap now for what they did 15 years ago. 
Like, I, I, I think you just try so hard to, like, want to relive that. It can be edgy. It doesn't have to be full-blown attitude era where every character is a pimp or a porn star or a dead <laughs> man or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you got to understand, like, it's a different time. Wrestling's a different time. You'll see little elements of it, but I don't think you'll see the whole product full bore attitude era. And I, I think this point, they could have done it at any time if they wanted to relive the attitude era. When The Rock came back a couple of years ago, and then he left and came back and left and came back, they could have done it all those other times. I just don't think that's going to happen now with Punk, uh, personally. I, don't, I, I do not think that he's got enough staying power and mainstream notoriety to have that, to, to, to have that happen with, with, with the quote-unquote attitude era that you want to see. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, know. The only thing that would really work about take, like going back to thinking about Eric Sarah and everything, I don't remember what the name of the group was, but um, anytime there was something that was not PG at the time, this guys yeah, in like, huh? The right to censor. The right to censor. Those, yeah. I think, would fit in perfectly nowadays. I agree with you. Yeah, that, that, would. Uh, that would be a good faction to come up and. Uh, Thank you, as always. Thought-provoking. Thanks for the call. Uh, hope to hear from you next week. All righty. Thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, right sensor would totally work uh, right now. I think they're moving. It's funny right now. I, I feel like they're moving in an edgier direction. Um, I, there's a way to kind of find the balance. Uh, like we, I mean, look, to me, the 80s, I mean, they didn't have TV ratings back then, but the 80s was pretty much... A, a PG product, but every so often you had blood. You know, there's a way, like, you don't have to go. You can find a balance. And, you know, with some of the stuff that Punk has been doing, even, uh, you know, last year with the Rockins and some of the stuff Cena did, um, you know, think about it. I mean, we had Cena bleed, whether it was intentional or not, uh, at, a, you know, at a pay-per-view. And, you know, we did have CM Punk, you know, it's, to me, it was pretty obvious that he was blading uh, during his uh, cage match with uh, Lawler. So, you know, maybe they're, they're you know, letting the le- loosening the the bounds a little bit, and maybe we'll, uh, you know, see a, a little bit more. You know, like to me, and, and again, leading up to now, and, and we're gonna get back to TNA in a minute. But you know, with Hell in a Cell, um, yeah, I mean. You know, to me, matches like that don't mean anything unless, you know, somewhere along the line you have a little bit of blood. Um, you know, if you're going to call it the most demonic structure and all that other hyperbole, I mean, you got to have something. And especially when this year, I mean, Cena Lesnar was violent. I mean, that uh, blood aside, that was a violent, hard-hitting match. Um, if, if you want to try and sell Hell in the Cell as, as being, you know, a more violent kind of atmosphere, uh, you know, a little bit, a drop here or there, you know, it doesn't have to be a bloodbath, but, you know, something about it. I mean, Ric Flair has said, you know, there's nothing better, nothing better that can put over a move or a match or a rivalry than a little bit of blood. So, who knows? But let's get back to uh, TNA. Why don't we talk to, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but let's... Uh, you know, I think Tony said he's looking forward to it. And since we're, we're talking about blood, I think we might get a little bit of blood from uh old-fashioned grudge match. Uh, you looking forward to uh, Rude versus Storm tonight? 
I am. I, I, I am definitely looking forward to it. It's had a year-long build-up, even though they've had some bumps in the road with, you know, each guy having different feuds. It's always come back to that. And, you know, it's basically their their feud has been, like, in the in the back burner, so to speak, of everyone's mind that they know that it's going to get settled. Um, it's got that old-school feeling to it like you spoke about earlier. Um, I'm not a fan of the King Mo um thing, but I think that's just a way to introduce him because he is going to be working for the company. He's trying to do both MMA and wrestling at the same time. Um, So I think that's just a way to kind of like get him over on a good start with the audience. Um, I I look forward to seeing it end personally, too, because it's been a year. They've had some pretty brutal matches against each other. the lockdown angle made sense for Rude to barely escape in, in James Storm's hometown. I like that he came back. I like the fact that he didn't win the Bound for Glory series because it was so obvious in the beginning that he was going to win by his promo and, like, he was in the lead for so long. And now these two come full circle. They have this this match. Um, I'd like to see Storm and Rude finally end it and then move on to something else, you know, respectively. But it should be a damn good match. The two of them always put on good matches against each other. And they're TNA's modern-day version of, I don't know, you know, like like Michaels and Hunter when they used to feud with each other. Or even, like, you know, even, even, even Austin and Rock, per se, with the match quality. Not like the star power. The two of them will never be up there, but they have that match quality in in a sense in those those comparisons. Yeah, and then they're also in two guys that can, can cut a decent promo too, so to sell the match. Uh, you know, we touched on it earlier. Um, I, I think the King Mo is 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 very dangerous for this feud. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to the match. Uh, I in a match like this uh, with a rivalry like this. Um, the only things that you should be talking about is who's going to win and, and how badly are they going to kick each other's asses. Um, and we have King Mo. We have a, a third factor. Um, yeah, you know, in a year-long feud, I feel like it really has to have that mono-a-mono feeling. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying this is horrible, and it could wind up working out great. Um, but to me, it's dangerous. Because I agree, a year-long... It's time. It's not to say these guys can't wrestle again or, or, you know, you can't ramp up the feud again down the road a piece. But, you know, for the, the upcoming, the foreseeable future, like, this should be it for them. This should be the the end of the feud. Um, you know, I, I don't need King Mo um, influencing the end of this feud. Uh, so I'm kind of curious how he'll be used. Uh you know, we have like a, a funky finish. Um, you know, we have him turning on someone in the match and, and full on interfering. Uh, who knows? Uh, I, I don't want to see that. I just want to see these two guys uh, beat the hell out of each other. Um, but I am looking forward to that. I don't know. I, it's funny because there's so many good matches on, on this card. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'd say this is my tops, but yeah, it's my tops. I'll go there. I'll say it's my tops. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. Um, you know, the storyline, that's the big thing, though, in TNA. It's been going on for a chunk of time. Um, Ace and Eights versus Bully Ray and, and Sting. And uh, interestingly enough, you know, Bully Ray, a uh, heel for a while. Now, uh, 
you know, kind of a kind of still a heel, but moving into a facious uh, kind of position, teaming with Sting. And uh, one of the things that was awesome about uh, Impact this past week was uh, the crowd was hot. The crowd was into it, and the performers were into it. It really was a, a good mix right there. Uh, you know, and um, the fans were into Bully Ray and Sting together. I enjoyed watching them team together. I mean, here you got Bully Ray, who's been a tag team wrestler forever, uh, knows how to do it, and functioned well with Sting as a tag team and... I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say I marked out, but I definitely got a kick out of when Sting said, uh, you know, bully, get the tables. So uh, I thought that was great. Um, looking forward to seeing how these two work as a tag team and, you know, where this match goes. And, you know, Dave, you kind of touched on, and I agree with you. Uh, I think the bully Ray turn is way too obvious. Um do we have some, like, well, first, do we go with the obvious? Does TNA go with the obvious and we just have a Bully Ray turn? Do they do something completely funky and out of left field where Sting actually turns and on his, the weekend we're all feeling all warm and fuzzy about Sting and going into the Hall of Fame and, and championing the cause of, of TNA against Ace and Eights? He winds up turning his on the company. Um, or do we have no turn out of either one of them, but we have, uh, you know, someone out of nowhere, uh, winds up being the leaders, leader of ace and eight. We've talked about the speculation. Mr. Trivia is on here. We've heard, you know, Jeff Jarrett, we've speculated on Eric Bischoff. Uh, rumors have been thrown around about Matt Morgan. Now, Matt Morgan was showing up at house shows, uh, kicking refs in the head. Does that mean he's... He could be part of Ace and Eights. Uh, is it someone that no one has talked about? A um, lot of speculation surrounding it, which essentially is good because people are talking about it. Um, Dave, if you had to venture a guess or a uh, prediction, if you will. Uh, God, I almost I almost went into Dusty Rhodes there a little bit. If you will. In public, if you will. Mr. Dave, what do you think will happen when they step in the ring tonight with the aces and eights. And well, first of all, there, Mr. Ken Reedy, I was just thinking that maybe there's going to be some collaborating taking place. That Bully Ray, he's a, he's, a, he's a mean, he's a bad dude, and he's going to be a wobble-legged a lot of dudes in that ring. All right, all right. That, that's my Dusty Rhodes for tonight. I got my Dusty Rhodes in. I didn't get my Booker team, but I got my Dusty Rhodes in. Well, first of all, I think it's going to be a brawl. You can't really see much of a, a wrestling match, you know. I think we're going to see a lot of interference, which is fine with me because it's that kind of story that makes sense for that interference. Um, I, I mean, let's put it this way. The storyline goes that Sting and Bully Ray, if they win, the Aces and Eights are gone forever. And if the Aces and Eights win, then they get to stick around and play more or whatever they they've used the phrase. Well, if Sting and Bully Ray win, then we don't get to reveal who is the guy from Aces and Eights. And I think they more they want to know more who's behind it than anything else. So I think I don't think Sting and Bully Ray are gonna are gonna come out the victors tonight. If they do, they gotta find some real creative way to get around all that so that they can stay and then reveal who's behind the whole thing. So who knows? Maybe Sting and Bully Ray win and then the guy who's behind Aces and Eights 
I don't know. I, I, I got I got no idea, but it should it should be uh, an interesting uh, interesting match. I don't see that match going really long either. I see that match maybe being ten minutes tops. You know, just beat beat the crap out of each other, and then they figure out who's finally gonna uh, you know uh, win the match or whatever. But I, I don't see it being too long. Dow's on record hard. saying there's there's no way there's no way Bully Ray and Sting win the match. No way. I don't think Bully Ray even is revealed as the guy, personally, in my opinion. Oh, you're saying, my... you're saying Bully Ray is not turning on Sting? I don't think he's turning on Sting. I kind of think yeah, that, too, because it's, it's way too obvious. Um, I, I'm kind of curious to see how they'll play this out. I mean, I, I, I think this Ace and Eights wins this match because uh, they're going to have to – they're going to stay around for a little bit. Um, I'm hoping – the biggest thing – you know, we could sit here and speculate on who it's going to be and, and who's going to be involved and what they're going to do. And, again, as much as, admittedly, Hulk Hogan, Mark, I am hoping that Hogan doesn't turn. Because I, I don't, I don't, I, I think it's time for Hogan, just be Mr. Hulkamania, be a face until you decide to go off TV. Um, I don't need to see that turn again uh, for a rival group and, and whatever. So I, I don't want to see that. And I'm hoping they don't go in that direction. Um, the major thing is just I hope it's something. I mean, that's really the thing. They have led – they've done so much with this storyline, and I've enjoyed most of it. Uh, you know, at times it, it's gotten a little old. It, you know, we want to know who it is, and, and we talked about the kidnapping storyline, and that got a little cheesy. Oh, terrible. So, we, terrible. you know, there's stuff, there's stuff to criticize. However, for the most part, I have enjoyed the Ace and Eight storyline. I thought it was cool how they started it off. Who are these guys beating up Sting? There was a slow build. They have something against TNA. It's an old-fashioned mystery. Who are these guys? But like anything, it's like my big problem with Lost, okay? Lost, if you watch that godforsaken show, they never answered anything. And suspense is great, but eventually you have to give an answer. And right now, I I get the mystery, and we don't know who it is, but there has to be a reveal. And if you don't give us the clear-cut leader, uh, you have to give us something. There has to be a name that's involved with Ace and Eights that is revealed tonight. It's bound for glory. It's their biggest pay-per-view of the year. You have to give the fans something. You know, if they give us just some jobber that, uh, you know, happens to be a member, and that's the one person we get revealed tonight, it, it's going to leave me flat. Uh, I want to see something major tonight out of Ace and H. And, you know, I hope they didn't paint themselves into a corner, because the longer you keep a secret, the bigger the, the reveal has to be. You know, if Ace and H came out, initially, and it was like two weeks, and then they revealed who's running things, well, it doesn't have to be a huge name. But they've been stretching this out for a while. So, you know, it has to be, to me, it has to be a major name. But we're going to, right now, go out to the calls, because actually on the line, and Dave, you touched on this during your news report, uh, that there was actually some sort of fisticuffs uh, between Vader and Harley Race. And we actually have... Uh, a man that that actually does uh, uh, represents Vader during his signings, and he's been a friend of the show. So we're going to get him on. 
Uh, John, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How you doing, man? Doing all right. Could you give us, you know, we've, we've read some reports online. Uh, there was a fist fight, supposedly. Um, you know, I was there, and I didn't see any of this occur. Um, I'm assuming you being uh, Vader's handler that you would have uh, some inside info. So could you tell our audience exactly what happened between Vader and Harley Race? Okay, we were at Legends of the Ring signing, you know, taking pictures. Uh, Vader came in to do a special uh, photo op with Harley, agreed to do that. Uh, they've been friends for the longest time. Um, I heard that uh, when uh, the thousandth Raw, um, Vader, you know, went over and said hi to Harley, and Harley snuffed him and all that. I don't know if he was upset because he wasn't on the show and all that, but <clears throat> we were there till we got there around 10 o'clock, and around 1.15, Harley decides to come in. He's supposed to be there earlier to do the photo op because we had to be uh, at the Comic-Con uh, after 2 o'clock in New York City Comic-Con. So Vader was wondering where Harley was, and then all of a sudden, Harley comes in. I mean, he, he just walked in, and it wasn't a fight. I mean, uh, these, you know how some of these people react. They, they just get crazy. He just walked in, and he just, like, like gave him a little pat on the head. It wasn't a, I read some of the things where he punched him in the face. I, didn't, I was right there. He just, like, patted him on the head, and I think he hit him in the head with a ring, his Hall of Fame ring, too hard. And this Vader goes, hey, what? He didn't know what was going on because it was from behind. You know, he was sitting down, and all of a sudden he gets hit in the head. You know, how would you react? You know what I mean, Ken? I gotcha. You know, and uh, so Vader got up, and he, he just went to go to the bathroom and ride because we had to do the photo shoot. And he came back out, and he was he was just like, you know, hey, uh, I said, Harley's over here with, uh, you know, we were doing something with Lucky 13, um, Jim, Jim McGore, and he he handled Harley uh, for the photo shoot. We were doing special photo shoots with uh, Vader and Harley. And uh, they sat down, they talked, they hugged, and that was it. <laughs> it was no fight like they were, you know, punched in the face or, you know, anything like that. That was, You know, these people are just ex exaggerating. He just, Harley just hit him in the head, you know, pat him on the back of the head, maybe a little too hard. And, you know, Har you know Vader, is, Vader is, you know, we had a rough weekend, you know, we were on the road since Thursday, and, uh, you know, I think he, it was just a misunderstanding is what I think it is. Now, there was some some of the reports was that a, quote, worker uh, was injured trying to separate the two of them. Is there any truth to that rumor? No, what happened was is um, I went to go talk to Vader, and um, Vader just showed me, where he hit him in the back of the head, and that was about it. So I guess that just goes to show you, kids, don't listen to, don't oh, believe I, everything you read out there in the dirt sheet. So I was uh, right there. Was there was much ado about nothing. Yeah, I was right there. It was just, you know, how these people like to blow things up. You know, they they love to make, you know, crazy news, like, you know, people are fighting. There was no fight. There was no, you know, fisticuffs. You know, I, I was reading some other things. It's fine. He, you know, like I said, he just pat him on the back. He was surprised. I mean, how would you like if you were sitting down signing for like three, four hours, and all of a sudden someone hits in the back of the neck, you know, or hits in the back of the head? You think it's a fan. So he got up and reacted, and then we realized it was Harley. He just, you know, I, I said, uh, he got up, you know, he said hi to Harley, and then he went to go get ready. He put some water on his face, you know, and he went to, you know, used the bathroom, came out, and we did the photo shoot. 
Very good. Well, we appreciate you calling and, and setting the record straight. Uh, you know, uh, again, we, we don't, you know, we read the stuff and we report it as, you know, rumor. We never report as fact, but I'm uh, glad you can get on and, and give us the facts. Uh, before I let you go, why don't you uh, let our listeners know uh, what you got coming up, uh, promote what you got going on. I think um, what I have right now, we're taking some time off because of the holidays, but uh I think I'm handling Mr. Belding um, for PWS. And I think that's about Oh, and uh, also Vader's going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con in Rhode Island um, November 3rd and 4th. So we're just taking a little time off right now. We had a busy uh, busy summer, so we just want to take a little time off and celebrate the holidays. Very cool. All right, John, thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you soon. All right, it was good seeing you at the Legends, and we'll see you soon, man. Take care. Take it easy. Well, there you have it. You got to be careful what you uh, read online because uh, it seems like it really wasn't uh, much of a fight. And uh, you know, taking a little—I'm I, trying to—I mean, is he celebrating Halloween or just is it early, <laughs> getting ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas? Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do want to say, you know, to our listeners out there, you know, the stuff that I report, I report the rumors. That, uh, that I see online. When I do my news reports every week, I, I pick out stories that are intriguing, stuff that you guys might like, and I report the rumors as rumors. I don't report it as fact. I don't have, you know, sources where I go and pay guys to call this person, that person, and try and get a story out of anybody. We might get a source here and there for our show that, that, that that's reporting something, and then that's when we know it's fact if that person has been there or talked to that person. So I just want all of you to know don't go out to the dirt sheets and start saying that Dave from the Ken Reedy show is reporting this as fact because I just report the rumors as rumors but not as fact. Just to no, be and clear. That's, that's why, you know, you do a good job because that's why, you know, we we carefully, you know, here at the show, we structure the news report. So, you know, if it's something from PW Insider, in the news report it is stated as reported by PW Insider. So, you know, the only thing, if you hear us say, a story, and and we we don't we don't say as reported by. That's when we got a direct source. So we're always, you know, on the up and up there. And and obviously, you know, uh, the fight was uh, much to do about nothing. And you know, I've seen those rings, and I could see that if someone you know pats you on the head a little too hard, uh, you know, and you, it's coming from behind, um, you think a fan, hey, look at what CM Punk did getting hit from behind. So uh, go figure. So I guess. Everyone rest easy. There was not really a fight between Vader and Harley Race. But let's get back to talking some Bound for Glory. I've been hitting the matches, talking about what we want to look forward to. Uh, you know, from a pure athletic standpoint, um, a lot to look forward to in Aries versus Hardy. I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, how Aries promo was, uh, you know, a little too punky clony. Um, but... Uh, athletically speaking, and, and we've said this on the show numerous times, uh, this might be the best we've ever seen out of Jeff Hardy. Um, I think Jeff Hardy is at a place where it seems like athletically and mentally it, it coincides. I mean, they always make the you know athletes always talk about that the the the, the real bummer about being involved in, in sports or being an athlete is, you know, by the time your head catches up and really realizes how to play a given sport, 
is when your body starts to betray you and you start to decline physically. Um, it seems like Jeff is in a really good place, both mentally and physically. He's he's clean now. Uh, love the way he's working in the ring. Uh, tremendous worker. And, uh, you know, Austin Aries is a tremendous, uh, you know, gifted athlete. Uh, this, you know, potentially and, you know, who knows? Maybe they crap the bed tonight. But um, I, I think right now you potentially have a match of the year candidate uh, with the two of them going tonight. Your thoughts, Dave? I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, both guys have similar styles. Um, Aries being a little more technical than Jeff. But like you said earlier, Jeff, this is probably the best we've ever seen Jeff Hardy in ring-wise. Um I, I don't expect it. I don't expect this to be a bad match at all. And I, and personally, I think you know it's, it's smart that they close the show with this um, being the main event for the title. It's bound for glory. It's the biggest show of the year for TNA. Um, and I, I, I like, I, I like the, the the fact these two are getting in the ring against each other. I mean, the story, like I said before, you know, with with Aries, they maybe they could have gone a little slower with the heel turn and and. and you know, gone full on after tonight. Uh, but I do like the, the, the story with Jeff and that, you know, it's come full circle for him. And last year's Bound for Glory, he wasn't even on the card. He was trying to ask the fans for forgiveness for what he did six months prior with the, the Victory Road debacle. Um, and now he's, you know, worked his ass off for an entire year, won the Bound for Glory series, and now he's in the main event. Um, I don't think he wins. The story's always been good. They've done it in WWE with him before where he's been that guy that's just gotten that close, but he screws up and does something or he just can't reach the brass ring. I think if they kind of recycle that in TNA a little bit with Hardy, the, there's more money in him chasing that belt than there is him being champion. However, Mr. Trivia mentioned earlier that he's got an inkling that Jeff Hardy might go to the WWE in 2013. It's possible. I've heard rumors that he's talked about wanting to go but hasn't been real serious about it, um, you know, because he wants to, you know, wants to make one more big one. Well, it's just rumors like we just spoke about a minute ago. Um, and I think if TNA wants to keep him, and I believe his con- I heard his contract runs out in 2013, if they want to keep him, they might give him the belt just to make him happy. Um, but from what I've heard, Jeff's first choice really is TNA because he likes the schedule. Um, it's a lighter schedule than working for WWE. Um so we'll see what happens. I'm 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 looking forward to it all. I'm looking forward to the whole show overall. You know, the whole show overall looks really good, in my in my opinion. Probably one of the better pay per view cards they've had in just about a year or so. Yeah, it's I mean it, it definitely is shaping up, and it's funny. And I you know honestly, Jeff, the only one that knows what's going on with Jeff is Jeff. Um, and I I've heard the same rumors like that they want to give him the title to try and keep him interested. Um, I have heard from a very good source that Jeff is just thinking about going away completely uh, as soon as he's done, you know, his contract is up. But who knows? You know, that could be, you know, you wake up one morning and every joint hurts on you and you just get out of bed and say, Jesus, I'm done when my contract is up. And, you know, the next morning you feel good and you think, eh, maybe I'll do this. Uh, who knows? Ultimately, Jeff is the only guy that knows what's going on in Jeff's head, but um, I agree with you. I think Austin Aries wins this match. That makes the most sense. I think if, if Jeff wins the belt, that's just business. That's business, and that's trying to keep him happy and trying to keep him in the fold. 
And we've reached that portion in the program. It is that time. You all know what a time it is. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. It is time for the Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. Support the show. We pick a promotion, a match, a performance, a competitor, an arena, whatever, something in the world of professional wrestling that made you. Just sit back and nod to yourself because it, it it just worked for you. And uh, we do this each and every week where we give our nod of approval for the week in professional wrestling. Dave, what do you got for us this week? Well, this week, um, you know, there was a there were a few different things I saw that caught my eye where I stood and nodded. But there was one point um, on Monday night. It was during the Vince McMahon CM Punk segment, and it resonated throughout the night. You know, Raw was in Sacramento. It's a three-hour show. And we've all talked about we've beaten the horse to death. Raw's not good for three hours. It's, it's, it'd be a really good two-hour show, but not a three-hour show. We've, you know, that, that, that joke got old. But, unfortunately, it's here to stay for the time being. And for a solid three hours, that crowd was hot the whole night, uh, especially during the Vince McMahon CM Punk segment, where you could see the hard camera shaking. Yes. And when they re- and when they replayed throughout the night, they replayed the Vince and Punk interaction with the slap leading to Vince challenging Punk one on one for the main event at the end of the night, and you could you could hear Vince and as he's like on the crescendo of making the announcement that he's going to kick CM Punk, the crowd just keeps building and building and building and building, and they were just so hot. If you remember. And I don't know how far back some of you can remember. Unfortunately, I have no life, so I can remember this. Um, but it was two years ago. It was the go-home Monday Night Raw before SummerSlam, and they were doing the Nexus angle. And Nexus was facing Team WWE, and Team WWE was in was in you know in limbo. It was like John Cena and Bret Hart versus like Edge and Jericho, and Edge and Jericho weren't sure if they were going to be on the team, and you know the, the team was kind of falling apart. And then they finally got the team together and they chased the next side of the building, and it was in Sacramento, and the hard camera was shaking, and the whole place was just going nuts. Sacramento has been a hot town to go see wrestling. And, in fact, if you go back as far as, like, the territorial days, when the Mayavia family, the Rocks family, used to run shows in San Francisco and Sacramento, and they, they just got a rich wrestling history. Um, and they just made, they made Raw, they made Monday Night's Raw feel like a pay-per-view. Especially when you had Vincent Punk at the end of the show. It, too bad that too bad that the you know that, that the incident took place with Punk and the fan at the end of the show. But that crowd was hot, and I give my nod of approval to the to the to the audience in Sacramento on Monday night because they were just on fire. Good nod. Yeah, it was. I mean, I remember looking at the camera shaking, and I was like, "Wow, incredible!" So, and you know, it, it's interesting because you know I don't know sometimes when when. Uh, you know, what goes on behind the scenes, obviously, but, man, like, why is it that Vince can come out and, and do that to a crowd? And, and and yet, like, you know, he runs the company, and he can't impart that on, on a lot of other stars. I mean, it was it was pretty impressive. I mean, Punk can do it. You know, there are guys that can get a crowd going like that, but, uh, 
Man, Mr. McMahon, and he's, you know, Mr. McMahon is, is face Mr. McMahon now and was able to get the crowd uh, just in a fever pitch. It was it was good stuff. It was fun to be a wrestling fan. My nod of approval this week, um, actually collectively, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to TNA. Um, I've liked everything they've done this week for the most part. Uh, I thought it was one of, like I said earlier, one of the best uh, shows before a pay-per-view uh, you could see. Uh, I liked what they did on Impact a lot, uh, you know, and, and what they've done. Look, it's their pay-per-view of the year. It's their, you know, WrestleMania, if you will. And we've talked a number of times on this show about storylines. There's a storyline behind every match, which is great. There's storylines that have been developed behind every match, except the RVD Zima Ion match. But that, that gives us something. You know, they, so they threw us a curveball where they, they threw that match in. Um, but everything else has, has a storyline surrounding it, a storyline uh, you, you want to see unfold or settled. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting, um, you know, to watch a pay-per-view that has something like that. I, I You know, I feel like pay-per-views nowadays, it's few and far between that you got, you know, every match has a substantial, established clear-cut storyline going into it. And, um, you know, I like a lot of what TNA does, but I can't say that, you know, I get excited uh, for certain things. I'm excited to watch this pay-per-view tonight. I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, for their major pay-per-view of the year, I think they've done a commendable job at putting this this pay-per-view over, uh, getting the crowds uh, excited for it, getting fans excited for it. And, uh, you know, I hope they do good business. I hope they get a lot of fans uh, out there in uh, Arizona, and I hope they do well in the pay-per-view buys. Because uh, I'm currently watching it right now as we speak um, with the, the pregame show, and it's a small arena, but it's a full house. Good, and I hope the crowd is. You know, anyone, I hope the crowd's hot. You know, support them. Let's have a hot crowd out there. Let's let's uh, blow the doors off because. Uh, Man, I, I, I'm just—I'm really looking forward to it. I'm Jones, and I'm looking at the clock for the show, and we're a little over two minutes out, and I'm—I'm I'm really excited just to be able to to watch Bound for Glory. I, I honestly, the way it's set up, and you know, it doesn't happen often. There's not a clunker. There's not a clunker on the card. Uh, every match should be a good match. It's not to say you know someone can drop the ball at some point, but every match should be. At worst, above average. And every match has potential to be an excellent match. So, collectively, as a whole, kudos to the company. My nod of approval goes to TNA, the company. So, uh, the audience at Sacramento and TNA get this week's nod of approval. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And I'm getting reports coming in that this tag team match, uh, Ace and Eights, Bully Ray and Sting, is going to be a no DQ match. So, uh, there's going to be a mess of interference in this match tonight. Who knows where it's going to go. Um, but Dave... Another kick-ass show. We did it, man. We gave the fans some serious TNA analysis. 
Yeah, it was a great show. It's too bad I'm not going to be on next week. I'm actually kind of bummed. We'll try and hold it down for you. Like I said, you guys out there, give us a call in. Uh, you know, I'm going to let, like, the callers just, uh, you know, go off for a little longer, you know. So so bring it next week. You want to cut a promo next week? By all means. We'll just have a whole, like, mess of stuff to talk about. And I'm sure things will happen this week, and we'll have the results of Bound for Glory to talk about. So you guys, when you call next week, have your stuff together. I'm going to let you go. If you have any opinions on the business, you want to go off for a little bit, we're going to let you go. It's going to be of wrestling opinions. Thank you all for supporting us. Appreciate it. Remember, we're going to have a Bound for Glory chat on the Facebook. For Dave, this is Ken. Thank you and good night.